I'm Aaron Gallo. I'm Marty Hogan. And I'm Eric Berry. And we're from the Starfleet Escape Podcast. And you're listening to another great Four Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. So are you serious about wanting that feature, Zord? Or was that a joke tweet? No, I kind of want it. What the f***? <laughs> it spins and it's awesome and, and it I plays like the it. Mighty Morphin theme. Uh, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> like, why? Hi, AP. Hi. Hey. Are my levels okay, AP? AP? Or or not? <laughs> Hello. 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 <laughs> Every time. I have read and agreed to the terms of the Google Hangout on air and wish to join. <laughs> hey man. What's well, up? now Google gets your kidney because you didn't really read. <laughs> Oh, God, it's that episode of South Park, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God, with, like, the, the human centipede thing. <laughs> human centipede iPod, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, dear. Senta podcast. Oh, ew. <laughs> I wrote it last night instead of sending Tom questions to ask Bandai today, so he's kind of mad at me. <laughs> I got home and I wrote that that I went to bed. It was like, hey, where, are the, where are the questions? I was like, uh, ask this. They're in your mind, Tom. Although I do regret saying I wish they'd repaint, repaint some of the Zords, because what are we getting? A freaking repaint. <laughs> You're the voice of the fandom, Chris. What have you done? This poor fandom. Okay. I had Got a last night on my way home from work. I was like, oh, yes, but now I can't. But it's not like Cooper. <laughs> like Why am I suddenly very worried? You <laughs> <laughs> should be. Okay, that yeah. sounds really sexual in a bad way. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. <laughs> This whole second episode, he barely blinked at all, and I'm just like, dude, this is freaking. <laughs> he blinked three he times, moved. I counted. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't even move. It barely twitches. It's just like, ooh. It's like really creepy, okay? I'm so worried for the future. <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> and now on Ranger Command Power Hour. What a beautiful day to take a walk in this random forest. Yeah, who knew we could find a forest in the middle of winter without any snow? It's so surreal. It's almost like it's scripted. Hey, what's that? I must find them before the Keeper gets his grubby little talons on them. Hey, that's Gary from Dino Charge. Do you think he's looking for the Energems? You guys know what that means. If we can find them first, we can become Power Rangers. We have to find them. That'll be so awesome. 
Guys, we're still on the most wanted list for that whole Mariner Bay incident. Or don't you remember? Quiet, Dana. Look, in that rock formation, there's something glowing. It's got to be the Energems. Uh, those are some weird-shaped Energems. Yeah, they're shaped like microphones. Come on, guys, let's each take one. Okay, so what's next? Dino Charger, ready! I think you did it wrong. But it worked on the show! Hey guys, there's a little cave down here. Guys, we're in some sort of lab? Ah, welcome. What the hell is that? My name is Keeper. I've been waiting for you. He's not blinking. My name is Eric. We've pulled these glowing microphones from a rock. Make us Power Rangers. Real subtle, Eric. You didn't pull the inner microphone gems from the rocks. They summoned you because of your courage, your spirit, and your groans of indifference. Damn right they did. Awesome! So let's pick us some colors, give us some batteries, and we'll go kick some evil butt. Eric, your courage to stand up for a show that sucked hard for four years has earned you the powers of the Red Podcast Ranger. Wait, Podcast Ranger? Zachary, your spirit to laugh in the face of tragedy, namely Super Megaforce, has earned you the powers of the Black Podcast Ranger. So I get to be the hotshot hero? I am so okay with that. AP, your groans of indifference symbolize the feelings of all those around you. Now... You have earned the powers of the... Yellow Ranger. Uh, uh, let me, let me see here. Uh, pink, aqua, violet. I, I'm sorry, I, I don't have yellow. (sighs) Okay, now it's time to go kick some ass. I'm right behind you. Can you make a yellow one? The inner microphone gems are some of the most powerful items in the universe. They cannot be created. They cannot be changed. They can only... Yeah, yeah, fine. Whatever. Give me Violet or something. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I just had it. I put it down for a second. Where where did it go? Um... You don't blink. How could you lose it if you don't ever close your eyes? My people came from an ancient civilization in a cosmos far, far away. Whatever. Just... Give me Aqua. Jeez. S- seriously, wh- where where did Violet go? I know I just had it. AP? AP, where are you? I know you were just here. Ugh. Guess I'll keep looking. At least I found this neat purple glowing rock thingy. Keepers, creepers, where'd you get those keepers? Keepers, creepers, where'd you get those eyes? Gosh, y'all get up, how'd they get so lit up? Gosh, y'all get up, how'd they get that size? Golly gee, when you turn those heaters on, fall with me. Got to put my heaters on. Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those creepers? Oh, those weepers, how they hypnotize. Yeah. 
Today on the Power Hour, Episode 34, Rangers Talkin' Toy Fair 2015, recorded on February 15th, 2015. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's time to ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. I'm Zach, also known as the Cinema Slob. And I'm Chris, also known as Kickback. This episode is brought to you by Revenge Lover, illustration and designs that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello. It is an awesome weekend for toy news. Yes, it is. <laughs> and a whole bunch of other news. Yeah. So, Chris, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me today. Let's get started because we got a lot to talk about. First, the past couple episodes, we've done an update for Raja Baruti, who played Delphine, the White Alien Ranger, and her cancer fund. We are happy to report that at the time of this recording, 147 donors have made the goal of $5,000, and the total right now is $5,010. You can still contribute and continue to show your support. For more information, please go to gofundme.com slash I-Y-L-B-Z-G. And again, we wish her the best of luck. Next, Ranger Stop, Superhero Toy and Comic Con 3, which is being held November 13th through the 15th in Orlando. Ranger Stop Convention announces new guests, and we are going to be there as press. Guest announcements include a full SPD team reunion for the 10th anniversary of the show, Melody Perkins, a.k.a. Corone from In Space and Lost Galaxy. They will also be at another convention that we're going to next month. Ranger Stop will be at LexCon, and attending there is Dan Southworth, and he will be signing at the Ranger Stop booth at LexCon. I think it's important to add in there, too, that Dan Southworth will be at Ranger Stop, as well as Christopher Cayman Lee was just announced, like, either this morning or last night. Oh, there you go. Nice. Next is Power Rangers Dino Charge not coming to Hulu. According to Hulu support, they've answered a couple people's tweets saying that they do not have the rights to Dino Charge at this time. So that's why it's not available to air the next day on Hulu Plus, which is kind of unfortunate because that's one of the ways I watched it. It's okay, Eric. You can just go to nick.com and watch the episode. Oh, wait. No, no, no you can't. Yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> you can if you have one of like their 85 cable providers, except for, like for example, me, who has Xfinity, one of the largest ones in the entire country, which is not on their list. So thanks, Viacom. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's where I get my cable from is Xfinity. <laughs> So, well, not cable. I mean, I just have their internet, but yeah, it sucks. So, thank you. <laughs> to the Torrents. <laughs> well, Chris, we can't technically condone that. <laughs> and I also can't technically give you my login information so that you can watch it. But... Oh, I guess you technically can't do that. <laughs> Technically. So, I te- so I technically won't send you an email after this with my password. And I, I technically will not open it at all. Okay. I'm okay with that. I technically don't have people looking for technically illegal things. <laughs> technically. Technically. I don't. 
hey kids, want to play a fun drinking game? Take a shot every time somebody says the word technically. He'll be in an hour. Although technically when you said kids, you didn't mean underage. Technically, Next, some new Power Rangers Dino Charge episode titles and descriptions were revealed by Kyle416 on Twitter, and we'll go through these right now. Number five is Breaking Black. When a Maori fortune teller asks Chase for help guarding her shop from a potential thief, Chase is happy to help, but falls under the spell of Sledge's latest monster, Spellbinder. The rest of the Rangers must quickly figure out how to help break Spellbinder's hold on Chase before their friend is lost to them forever. Dun, dun, dun. I kind of like the episode title because I think Breaking Bad when I read that. Everybody does, and for that reason, <laughs> I'm just like, Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. I have never seen Breaking Bad. Neither have I. I refuse to because everyone I have ever spoken to, seen on the internet, talked to has been like, you got to watch it. It's the best show ever. Oh, my God. You got to watch it. You got to. You got to. You got to. Guess what? I don't got to do anything. That's exactly (laughs) my thoughts. Chris, have you seen Breaking Bad? (laughs) Actually, I have not, and I have no desire to. All right. (laughs) I I think it's funny that they're going to, like, the puns again. Yeah. Names yeah. are puns. That's a good tie-in to episode six. Yes, Zach. Why don't you take that one? <laughs> episode six is called The Tooth Hurts. When faced with a fast-firing cavity monster, Riley thinks Chase doesn't take the threat seriously, but soon learns that Chase simply has a different approach. I wonder if this will air at Tooth Hurty. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Can you hear me shaking my head right now? <laughs> I can. <laughs> and then, hey, P, why don't you take the next one? Okay, so um, episode seven is uh, Let Sleeping Zords Lie. When Sledge's monster stings the Ankylo Zord, Shelby must use her advanced dino knowledge to tame the wild beast. All right, now this is interesting. Do you guys think we'll actually get the CM Ranger this episode? I think you mean the Aqua Ranger. Aqua Ranger. Yeah. Whatever the. F- Technically. <laughs> Technically, the Aqua Ranger. <laughs> you know what? I kind of hope so, but I mean, we'll see. It's hard to, you know. Because wasn't the Kiruja episode of this a two-parter? It Correct. was, and the second part had the debut of Cian. Aqua. And- didn't um in the Sentai <laughs> technically. <laughs> so Kendall said that when the Energem is found, doesn't it unlock the Zord? So but if they find the Energem, that means that someone could be a ranger, so Yeah. Technically. Technically. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about that episode in a little bit. But now I'm really curious if they continue this two parter and maybe episode eight debuts the Aqua Ranger. Well, you got to get to the Gold Ranger before the hiatus at episode 10, so... Yeah. How early did Kiru Gold show up? Uh, hold on. I have those files right here. I think it was in the teens. It was early teens, I think. Yeah. Um, so it'll kind of be like what happened with Silver and Super Mega Force. We'll get him in episode nine or ten. No, he was in episode 10, I believe, is when he debuted. Yeah, oh, he wow. debuted in episode 10 of Kiruger. But they had started alluding to him before by, like, episode 8. Oh, okay. I'm on episode 4 right now of my rewatch, so I'm getting there. 
Well, not rewatch. I okay. technically, yeah. <laughs> I technically wa- I rewatched the first two episodes, and now I'm continuing. And now I can't get enough of those suits, either Power Rangers or Garuja. Next, Threadless T's Power Ranger contest winners were announced, and no one's really surprised that most of them are MMPR. So, <laughs> I didn't even look at it. I got the email. And I was like, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Don't care. Nope. Yeah, they there were was. Like, hey, your original design doesn't work, Eric. Just yeah. Ugh, whatever. I, I just can't get over how one of the winning designs blatantly disregards the rules that they have posted, like two lines down the page. So. Oh, you mean the Jetman shirt that won? Yeah, yeah. The blatant Sentai, whatever. Yeah, two of the shirts were Alpha 5, three of them were the original Megazord, and the rest of them were just different variations of MMPR stuff. There was only one shirt that <laughs> there was only one shirt that had the helmets done in a neon version of the Red Rangers from every series, but to me that doesn't really count. Forever boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a sequel to Forever Red. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just Jaden. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> it's just a bunch of Jaden clones. <laughs> and, uh, gosh, what's his name? I forgot his name already. Troy. He's very forgettable. This is going to be so bad. But... I was, I don't know, I think I was writing show notes or I was trying to look something up and I'm like, God, who's the actor that plays Troy? I literally forgot it. It was, it was really bad. Like I had to look up on Google, Troy Megaforce actor. Wow. <laughs> the, only reason I, the only reason I remember his name was because um, of that fan account for RoboNight. <laughs> <laughs> Made that tweet about Fifty Shades of Grey and Andrew Grey. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, Andrew Grey, there it is. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Andrew Grey. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit about the newest Dino Charge episode, episode two, Past, Present, and Fusion. Is that what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? In my Toy Fair 15 note, I put a note in to promote Togo Nation's coverage. <laughs> Give me the money. <laughs> well, I saw Zach editing something. I was like, well, fine. I'm going to edit something. <laughs> I was fixing a typo. You were just being you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh god. Okay, so <laughs> No. So <laughs> Okay. So Can you hear me shaking my head right now? So uh, uh, past president fusion, we open up on uh, <laughs> on Riley's farm. Does someone else want to sum this up? <laughs> Would you just catch your breath for a second? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay. So okay. <clears throat> Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. 
So we open this episode with a shot of Riley's farm. He is practicing his sword fighting, and then his brother lassos the door open, which I thought was kind of lame, <laughs> and tells him to get back to doing his chores. And the dog runs off. He goes to find the dog and encounters Fury, basically threatening the dog's life. And we get our opening theme song, and Riley takes this metal fence post, which I thought was pretty cool, blocks Fury's swing. They have this pretty amazing fight. The rebar or whatever gets knocked out of his hand, hits the stone and reveals the raptor fossil and the green energem. And I thought in one of the coolest graphics, uh, when Riley is taking out that post, the Energem energy transfers through the sword, converting it into the Dino Sword and transferring the powers to Riley. What did you guys think of uh, Riley's introduction? I thought it was awesome. <laughs> it was really awesome. It was cool. Obviously, he has a, a passion for sword play. And his brother walks in, and, and it's almost like he caught him, you know, in the middle of it. And he's like, <laughs> no, nope. uh, I, I wasn't doing anything. I'm what I'm, you doing? It? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful euphemism. But yeah, no, his, his character introduction was really cool. I like when he defended the dog. Yes. Don't, don't hurt my dog. And then sword. <laughs> I thought the fight was pretty excellent too. Um, he was really showcasing his skills and holding his own against Fury, which I thought was pretty cool. The only part I didn't like about that entire little fight was that and they showed it in the preview clip too, is mm -hmm. when he, they're doing the face-on shot as the blaster coming and he's like swinging the sword to deflect it. Yeah. It just, they're not the sword, sorry, the the metal random pipe or whatever it is uh, just it didn't look natural to me it looked like like, ah! like how i would fight with a metal pipe and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and deflect shots <laughs> and deflect shots i don't know i have to rewatch it i'll go to nick.com but <laughs> <laughs> nick we got that awesome opening fight and then riley gets away and we go back to the farm where he's preparing to leave to go to the dinosaur museum. We meet his mom and his brother, Matt, who, if you read the casting sides, could potentially be the graphite ranger. He breaks down. We come across Tyler and Shelby in their car, continuing exactly where we left off from the first episode, which I thought was a great touch because it kind of shows all these events coming together for them to meet. His bike's broken down, and I thought the comedic timing of it was perfect. When he's got the manual and the car goes by, everything flies out of his hand, and then <laughs> the next shot of is him in the back of the Jeep. Cut. He's like, no, I don't need help. I've got this manual. Everything's fine. Wind blows it all away. Smash cut to him sitting in the back of the Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> I... I said on Twitter, I'm a sucker for that style of cut, which is called the Gilligan cut, which is, mm. we're not going to do that thing, and then instantly cut to them doing the thing. <laughs> it, I, it never fails to make me laugh like an idiot whenever I see it. Yeah, it's a classic TV humor, but it still feels natural. That's what I'm really appreciating about Dino Charge so far, is the humor is natural, it's not forced, and it's not too punny at all. 
Speaking of puns, I really liked when Shelby was saying, oh, I, I wonder how these dinosaur fossils got these gems. You know, did they eat them? And he's like, yeah, that seems like the perfect idea. And she's like, oh, I don't know. And he said, how do you think it happened, Ms. Die Know-It-All? Yeah, Die Know-It-All. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> want to ask a question yeah at what point as a parent are you like yes yeah, son please feel free to go to a museum <laughs> for the entire summer <laughs> like that's a quick explanation to get the story moving but it's like yeah i'm sitting here i'm like i could barely let my mom let me go outside for 20 minutes when i was a kid versus uh, i'm gonna go to the dinosaur museum for this entire summer mom bye i thought it was some sort of internship program or yeah Oh, but shout oh, out no. to actually having a ranger parent on screen. When was the last time we had that? Well, samurai. RPM. Okay, RPM. Oh, oh yeah, no. Samurai, Samurai. Ke- Kevin, oh, Samurai. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin and Jaden. Technically some... speaking, yeah, Samurai. Jayden. Technically. It's nice to see a larger world that the rangers come from, and it's nice seeing ranger family members. It's something that doesn't happen a lot. Then they come across, this is a really bad, unfortunate highway that they're traveling on. <laughs> Because they come across this car which is completely flipped over and there's a guy trapped underneath the roof for some reason of the car, which is weird. His wife's like, oh, help. They try lifting it up. The Energem powers them. I thought it was cool because before all that, Riley saw that gas was leaking from the car, smelled it, and was like, oh my gosh, this is gas. And that was, I liked how that was the commercial break. So I thought this particular effect shot was horrible. But the car goes flying up 100 feet in the air and blows up, which was the preview clip for this episode, but it never gave the context that the car was leaking gas. So everyone, people, everyone was like, why did the car just randomly blow up? Because Power Rangers, that's why. Yes. Bruce Kalish's car. Bruce Kalish underneath the car. Yeah. Trust me. So they all pull out their inner gems. Damn it, I was going to say dino gems. (laughs) I caught myself. They all pull out their inner gems and they glow. Then they find out that Riley also has one. But they never mention it to him. No, they really don't. (laughs) They're not like, oh, wow, you have one too? They're just like, oh, that's cool. Like, it looks like Tyler was about to say something because he looks over and then it's like, scene change, museum. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that scene change, they pull up to the museum and Tyler is the one to ask, oh, is that the museum? You were just there in the last episode. It's got to be an ADR error. Uh, yeah. Someone someone typoed on the script. It was supposed to say Riley that said that. I guarantee you that's what happened. And no one got but, it because they all sound the same. But didn't his mouth move, though? Like, wasn't Tyler's the one mouthing? No, it wasn't shown on screen. Well, there you go. But yeah, that was a line totally meant for Riley. They see Chase and Coda go behind some boxes, and then they're gone. Tyler's selfie obsession actually helps him in this case (laughs) when they see a big uh, T-Rex head for a museum piece, and Tyler activates it by turning one of the teeth and slides down the slide. The other two follow after him, and then we get the big reveal of the base for this season, which is a Dinosaur Lab slash Cave. I don't know about you guys, but 
I thought this was a fantastic set. Yes. Agreed. That base is awesome. I concur. I loved all the technical bits. I love that it's a lab for Kendall. But also, I really love the Dino Chargers, but also the crystals and keeping with the whole gem theme. Then there's some smoke and boom, there's the Keeper. I was thinking that this might be the Keeper's spirit. Like, he actually died 65 million years ago, and that he's just now some kind of weird energy being? What do you guys think? Don't know. Didn't think about that one. Yeah. I think he's probably alive. I was just seeing in keeping with the whole dino spirits thing and and the way that he kind of coalesced and formed together. I don't know. I was just thinking that maybe he did indeed die, and this was was his spirit, which wouldn't be the first time, like uh, Master Meow from Jungle Fury. Yeah, because the last time we see him in the past, he's closing his eyes as the wave of smoke and destruction. Right. Maybe he was pulling some Jedi stuff where he's like, I'm going <laughs> to be a Force ghost now. I was just speculating about that. But the they are introduced to the Keeper and uh, Coda and Chase come in, and there's the whole explanation about the Energems. Kendall starts telling them all about, like, oh, yeah, you were chosen because of this. And for some reason, she knows Riley's name, even though he never introduced himself, which I thought was a misstep. Creeper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not the keeper, it's the creeper. <laughs> oh, dear. I sense a ton of Photoshop in the future. Uh, and then we're looking in through your window, like your bedroom window. To- yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Blinking eyes. Just staring oh into God. your soul. <laughs> or it's like the episode image. Or it's like <laughs> I already made the episode image based on Toy Fair. Oh, you know what? I'll add a creeping creeper. Okay. I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, it, it just needed one more touch. <laughs> then a lot of people are are getting up in arms about this, but Kendall totally dismisses Shelby. Says. I have no idea why the pink Energem chose you. And later, when they're about to go out to fight the monster, Shelby has some real doubts and fears about, like, I don't know if I want to fight. I don't know what good I can do. And Kendall's like, well, to the Keeper, you know, she doesn't want to go. It's her choice. She's like, she's just a waitress. Yeah, she's just a waitress. I don't know if you guys want to get into that. I will say one thing. I will say one thing. And that's all I will say. Okay. The thing that annoys me the most right now, especially when we were live tweeting everything yesterday, was all these people were like, wow, there's gas leaking from the car. They just showed us a real life situation problem. And, you know, like, wow, that's so awesome. So now you get into this scenario where you have someone who is, you know, in Shelby's character who has so far only proven to kind of be a ditz as far as the waitressing um, and that's the perspective that we as the audience have seen and what Kendall has seen. I that's mean, Exactly, that's the perspective. Yeah. And that's all Kendall has seen has, as being like the museum director or whatever is a waitress who doesn't take her job seriously, isn't working hard. And even when they're like, hey, you're going to be Power Ranger, she's like, well, you know, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. So that the perspective that's being shown is Shelby has a way to grow. Like she has to grow because she's unsure of herself. She's kind of fumbling and stumbling a little bit because she's new to this whole thing. She was a waitress who just became a Power Ranger, whatever. Mm -hmm. And Kendall is this, I have a mission to do and I'm working with the team and we have this and oh my gosh, seriously, like the one person that I just don't like at my job is now a Power Ranger. Like, for real? 
So right. that's the situation. That's all it is. To see people on Twitter going, oh, well, that's racist or that's sexist. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. It's a damn kid show. You want to talk about real-life situations? There's a real-life situation for you right there. Not Shut everybody's going to get along. Right. Oh, they meet each other for the first time. And I just saw it as Shelby has, like, a sort of lack of self-confidence. Right. And Kendall was just trying to, like, build that up. Sure, there are other ways Kendall may have been phrased that so she doesn't come off as kind of a jerk. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a real situation. Kendall is leading this team of rangers with the keeper and she has doubts about shelby's character from everything that she's experienced with shelby so yeah when i saw that i didn't see that as a race thing i didn't see that as like a classist thing like oh she's just a waitress yeah if shelby isn't aspiring to do anything other than that then yeah, how could a waitress become a Power Ranger? But she stepped up. She even said, but I want to help people and I want to do this. And she did it. In the context of the show, we have yet to see Shelby do anything heroic on her own. She's always a victim of circumstance as far as, I want to go on the museum dig. Oh crap, giant monster chasing me. Of which then you see Tyler swoop in and save her or whatever. Um, You see Riley try to save his dog. Um, Coda and Chase, I'm sure we'll get backstories on them. With Shelby, we haven't actually seen her live up to the potential that they're obviously building for her character. Right. Because right now, I would honestly assume, because in Kyo Ruger, the entire show was about the freaking Red Ranger. It was all about Daigo. It was another one of your typical Sentai tropes where the Red Ranger is the story and everybody else is just a compliment to it. Yeah. So far in Dino Charge, I get the feeling the show is going to be more about Shelby, and everything else is going to kind of compliment Shelby. Which so is far, fantastic. Yeah. Because yeah. so, in two episodes, all we've gotten so far is Shelby characterizations. Yeah, we got introduced to Riley. Right. But from the second they get into the dino layer or whatever it's going to be called, it's all about Shelby. It's her interaction with Kendall, her self-doubt. Then we got to get, you know, some excuses, and I'm sure we'll talk about it here in a little bit as far yeah. as how are we going to incorporate Sentai footage? Let's throw this <laughs> plot twist in real quick, so that's why he has to go somewhere else. But then even when they get to their morph, which I'm sure we'll talk about, you see it's no, all about Shelby. But yeah, no, we, 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 no, we can talk about it now. During the morph, when – and that's another thing I had an issue with. Um, well, actually, let's uh, – I mean, we're already there. We're close to there. So the Ice Age is freezing the city. The big Vivic Zords are attacking, which are – Really cool, and I'm glad we're getting a figure of those because those figures look awesome. And we'll get to that in our Toy Fair talk in a little bit. So the team goes off. Tyler has to stay behind because there's some interference with the Energem, and it's because the T-Rex Zord is awakening, and somehow that interferes with the Energem, even though two seconds later Tyler's going out. That's what I didn't understand. Well, it's one of those things where if it ends up foreshadowing something later... Right. Then we're like, wow, brilliant storytelling. And if it doesn't, we're like, boo, horrible storytelling. (laughs) It's one of those situations. It was an excuse to have him show up by himself to match the Sentai footage. Exactly. MMPR style. Totally. So Tyler does go off. He starts finding Ice Age. Then all the other rangers uh, show up. Chase is kind of like, oh, yeah, let, let me show you guys how it's done. Like, it's morphing time. As soon as he says that, <laughs> Shelby steps up, and she's like, let me show you boys how it's done. And she's like, Dino Charger ready. And she's trying to <laughs> she's trying to figure that out. And then I thought the most hilarious thing, Coda comes up to her, shows her what to do by saying, click. 
and he smiles that innocent smile and, <laughs> and then they do the morph. I thought that was hilarious. Did you guys see Chase throw his arms up in the air when Shelby did the whole like stand back boys, just just try to keep up. I like, did. He just like throws his hands up like seriously, like really, you're gonna do this? <laughs> but that is I think step one of her now trying to prove to Kendall, hey, I can do this. I can be a ranger. Exactly. Because it's now the she's of her growth. Yeah. It's the beginning of her character coming into its own. Like I'm not just the fumbling waitress. Well, I'll show you guys how it's done. I can do this. Yeah, she's basically got the mindset of I can be a hero too. No yeah, I'm a hero. Kendall doesn't think I'm a hero. I'll I'll show you how. I'll, I'm a hero. I'll watch me. Watch me. Just try to follow my lead. And even though she screws that up, they don't play it off as her making a mistake. It's a slightly humorous situation, and it still shows that she has a long way to go because she doesn't. At this point, she didn't even know how to properly morph. Props to Yoshi for interjecting his acting into this character because even though Koda is really a man of few words, <laughs> I think he's played perfectly. I thought the direction of that scene was great. It was light and it was pretty good. Then we get the morph. Well, we got the morph a little bit earlier, this, the single official morph from Tyler, and it essentially copies exactly what Kiruger did. It just cleans it up and makes the graphics better and less shaky. Even though it's a copy of Kiruger, I don't mind at all. In fact, I think it looks great. Yeah. It's not a copy. Oh, kind of. <laughs> I mean... It's inspired. Like, Kiruger, they're dancing. They're dancing, and then they... No, no, no. I meant the actual, like, CGI. Oh, well, why change something if it works? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I thought you were talking about, like, the actual morph dance or whatever. I'm like, oh. Uh, no. No, no, yeah, not not the morph dance. I liked what they did with with Dino Charge. I just like the simple spin, and I really like the touch that they added with flipping the guns up. Oh yeah, that was awesome. Like that got me excited for this season because I I think that's a really cool maneuver. Have you um, tried it yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> I, I I think I perfected it this morning. Oh, I'm going to get on that. <laughs> Videos or it didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Hassan ha- Hassan did it on his episode two review on YouTube. He did it at the end. <laughs> so I thought that's that... gonna be a new tag, like a new hashtag, it's like morph like. Because Yoshi wants to do like you know selfie with Coda, do a morph like Coda or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as the actual CG morph sequence, it's pretty much a copy of Kuruger, but I don't mind it. I think it looks great. Anyways, they do the whole big battle. They kill Ice Age. Yay! I did want to point out that the Chargers have been changed with non-Kiruja names. It's the actual dinosaur names. Yeah. Huge attention to detail that I really loved. I got into a fight with somebody on Reddit about that. They're like, yeah, they just didn't edit it. It's real lazy. And I was like, um, what show were you watching? Because they totally <laughs> edited it. I just I hope it's consistent that they're not like hey, yeah. four episodes woo and then towards the end they're like eh. yeah they even changed the CG shots of the Zudenchi or the batteries which I thought was great then they go back to the base keepers like oh no this can't be happening apologies I hear the doorbell I have to go I'll be right back okay <laughs> he expecting something or someone pizza. <laughs> Oh man, I could I could go for some more pizza. 
President right. Obama? What are you doing at my door? <laughs> Yoshi, why, why are you here? Barack Obama you wants to talk about Dino Charge. <laughs> Did you guys see the um, the cookie commercial with Obama? And he's dunking cookies into a glass of milk, and, oh, and the cookie's bigger than the glass. And he's like, thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> gotta, you know, regardless of your politics, you've got to respect a president that can make fun of himself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, my sincerest apologies. I had a guest show up. I'm going to have to bow out real quick. Is it Barack so, Obama? <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Obama. Um, <laughs> 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 all right are, are you out completely or i think so yeah all right well we'll catch you later chris you are now zach for the rest of this episode say <laughs> stupid things <laughs> no. well say hi to obama for us yeah, bye all right thank you guys. Or yoshi whoever it is it's, it's yoshi we're gonna we're gonna get dino charged up and he's gonna i'm gonna be fit I'll... like yoshi Okay, bye. <laughs> it's not going to happen. All right, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, back to what we were saying. Anyways, the big reveal at the end, oh no's, Sledge is back from wherever. And then the last shot is him on the ship. And then another great shot of all the monsters in the, their cells. Mm-hmm. So there it is. Doesn't he say something like, which among you wants to destroy the Power Rangers or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was pretty epic. It's I just, go- I just go- loved this episode. Yeah. I just loved it. Yeah, I mean, I had a few gripes just with that ADR part. And again, it's like more talking with the fight scenes. But other than that, no, I, I really liked the episode as a whole. I really liked Riley's introduction. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I think Riley might be my favorite ranger so far. Oh, really? Just from the short? Based on what we've seen. Yeah. I mean, he'll probably definitely change, but just he's been introduced so well. He's already got a great personality. Like, he named his dog after a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> so... Yeah, and uh, his uh, character casting sides, they said that he's very into puzzles and figuring things out. So I'm glad that they're actually subtly following through with that. Yeah. Showing, not telling. Yep. I I just think he's so adorable, too. So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's a great character. I liked him right off the bat. I just like how he's sort of the quiet dude, but he can totally hold his own. Yeah. My only complaint with this episode with regards to Riley, it kind of felt like after he joined the group, they stopped really giving him any focus and attention. Mm. I would have, I would have liked to see him have a reaction for morphing for the first time, but he hadn't, he like, he knew everything to do already. And then he just starts fighting. It's like, well, we got Shelby and Tyler had their, Whoa, my gosh, we're power Rangers. Cool. And then Riley's just like, whatever. I think a line during the fighting would have been like, Oh my God, I feel the surge of power. This is amazing. No, Something I don't like want that. any lines in fighting anymore. That is my other... <laughs> uh, I've kind of grown I, to appreciate it, personally, but... Yeah. My issue is only when it's there, just because it needs to be there. Just Unnecessarily the filler. Yeah. Exactly. They're like, hey, mm-hmm. check my jump out. Woo! Like... <laughs> can't, catch, <laughs> can't catch me, Vivix. Haha! Just hit him. 
<laughs> or can, can we get some like hayas or something? Like that's what I miss. I just like lines like where Riley was commenting like, "Oh, I know my sword skills would come in handy." Well, yeah, I totally just, like that. That's, yeah, that's there. It's it's the whole like from the Mighty Morphin <laughs> movie, freaking Kimberly and the "Have a nice trip, see you next fall," and it's like <laughs> that entire. Let's insert that comedy here and keep it going since Saban took back the whole series. It's that yeah. kind of stuff that irritates me. It's like, you know what? Just just kick yeah. some ass. <sighs> <laughs> is that, is so that so Ryan's dog? Ruben? <laughs> Wait a second. So Zach has Yoshi and you have Riley. Oh my gosh. I have to go take care of this. I'll be right back. I'll take care of this. <laughs> That's assured, if anything. <laughs> This podcast has turned out well, Eric. <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> it starts as Ranger Command Power Hour, but ends as Kickback says. <laughs> Your crew really hates me, don't they? No, they don't. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> okay, we're, we're <laughs> The timing couldn't be more perfect. I'm keeping that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fantastic. Well, while we're in this little brief interview, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm back. Talking, when you were talking about Jungle Fury and Master Mao, yeah, I totally thought you said Master Meow. I think I had to mute my microphone because I lost my sh. Like I even put it in the chat. I was like, Eric totally said Master Meow. I did say Master Meow. I caught myself when I said that. I didn't even know. I did say that. I was like, Eric totally said Master Meow. You could just badly dub over it. Master Meow. Or Meow did it again. <laughs> Master Meow. There you go. Master Meow. Huh? Well, Chris, that was all for you because I know your deep love of cats. <laughs> Thank you. Except my cat hates me, so. Okay, so what were we talking about? So... So, <laughs> oh, oh, did we want to get into the whole Coda as a caveman speak and potential racial? Yeah, let's get controversial right now. All right. <laughs> because I don't want to name names, but there's this thinking that somehow Coda talking in broken English like a caveman would do, technically. But somehow that's being implicated that that is very racial because of the Hollywood trope of the broken English Asian person. And I don't know how people connected that because I think that is, again, a way of showing and not telling. We've seen Coda's strength. We hear his broken English. It's like, I hungry. I, I am good. You know. Yeah, yeah. And Kendall's line earlier when Coda and Chase were showing them their dinosaur spirits, she's like, "Oh yeah, we met up with Chase and we found Coda." These are all subtle hints. Us as an audience, as a as an older audience, we get it. Coda's a caveman. But it's little things like this that they're starting to plant the seeds into the younger viewers watching that, hey, Coda could be a caveman. And yeah. they're not saying, it's not like Kendall's like, yeah, Coda's a caveman. We found him by the river frozen. They didn't do that. 
And I'm glad they didn't do that. But I think there are people who are really overanalyzing this because I did not take Koda's lines at all as like, oh, Yoshi's Asian, broken English, that's totally racist. I didn't immediately jump to that conclusion at all. It's when people were talking about it, it's like, wait, what? Like, how did you get that? It's looking for problems where they don't exist. Yes. And what Koda is doing sounds completely different from right. like broken English, ra- like racist broken English. Yeah. This is obviously broken English, like don't really know how to speak complete sentences or yeah, like Koda, like Eric don't know speak. Like I, mean, I could do that, you know, like yeah. Eric podcasting bad, you know. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know is is dino charge so good that people have to find something wrong with it that isn't an issue uh, that's what i'm thinking so far like are people in denial that dino charge is like oh my god this is the best thing we've had in five years <laughs> I need to find something wrong with it i think one of the biggest issues that i can see not naming names and not meaning to call anybody out, obviously. But people are looking for things that aren't there, and it's the same people that were looking for things in the last four years. Right. It's the same people, oh, that relationship right there shows you that this that you know Saban is being horribly sexist and promoting uh, rape. Like, what? Like, no! Yeah. Like, and that's what's driving me nuts. It's a kid's show. There is not a five-year-old out there that's going to look at Coda speaking broken English and go, ha-ha, they're making fun of the Asian. It's going to be the... <laughs> 25-year-old on the internet going, oh my god, I can't believe they did that. That's so racist. That's that's horrible. Stop projecting your own personal views and making it a mm-hmm. reality. And just because I don't see it as racist doesn't mean I'm racist. It doesn't mean Eric's racist. It doesn't mean AP's racist. It's just we recognize it's a kid's show. Coda's a caveman. Cavemen traditionally speak in broken English. Be more pissed off that they're stereotyping cavemen. <laughs> <laughs> Those Geico cavemen deserve better, damn it. <laughs> Like, I'm more upset, like, I was more, I, I can't even say upset, but I was more questioning, like, I didn't even know, like, were there Asian cavemen? Like, <laughs> like I know that sounds horrible, but when right, I right, right. When it was first revealed as a caveman, that was my first reaction. It wasn't, oh my god, I can't believe the cat, I was like, I don't, I don't know, I, I, I honestly don't know. Because everyone has that stereotypical vision of what a caveman looks like, you know? Right. Like, like Austin St. John looks like right now. That's what a caveman <laughs> <right now. laughs> And so, you know, so I just I I really wish people would stop looking for reasons to interject the social media problems that are out there right now into a kid's show that has nothing to do with it. And even if there was a problem, like actually a problem there, the world's not perfect. And Mm -hmm. it's not going to be all sunshine daisies, like politically correct all the time. It's just unrealistic. Plus, we are so early into this season, we can't immediately call out a recurring problem that hasn't even recurred. (laughs) Yeah. But we're talking about growth and character growth with Shelby. This is the potential for Coda to grow and learn as the series progresses and become more educated. That would be fantastic if we see him reading books or Chase is helping him to learn how to read or skateboard. Any way for him to adapt more to this modern world. We have that episode coming up. I think it's what? Exactly. Episode, is it the next one or the fourth one? Where it's it's the fourth one. 
a dino chaser motorcycle or whatever where yeah. people need help learning how to ride it. I don't mm-hmm. think that has anything to do with the fact that he's Asian and speaks caveman <laughs> English, but <laughs> you know, right. find out. I like Koda. I like, again, they have not once said the word caveman in the show, and I love that. Because I feel that's something that Megaforce would have done. Like, here's Coda, here's the caveman. So I like that they're, again, they're they're doing the showing and not telling. They're making you think about it a little bit. Yeah. Rather than just giving it to you straight up. And that's always a great thing to have in television. It's not Maybe in- that's why everything's falling apart online on social media. <laughs> because we're so used to them just hitting us over the head with everything facts-wise. Like, boom, here you go. Like, here's your powers. They're magical. It turns into past rangers. Good luck. Have fun later. Versus, you know, like, oh, we're not going to tell you why this person speaks in broken English or why, uh, why Kendall hates Shelby so much. We're going to show you later on. And maybe people are just grasping at straws because that's what we've been forced with for four years. I'll shut up now. Yeah. No, well, no, no, no that, that's perfect. That's okay. it. Yeah. Yes. There it is. Personally, I don't feel that Chiplin, who wrote both these episodes, I don't think he's going, oh, great, I can't wait to shove my racism into this. No, it's just... <laughs> that's finally, finally an avenue for me to share all my personal feelings. <laughs> There we go. Overall, I thought it was a great episode. It continued the energy of the premiere. Sure, there's a little mistakes here and there, but I can forgive those mistakes now, whereas with Megaforce and Super Megaforce, because they kept making mistakes, it's harder to forgive those. But with Dino Charge being so good... I can forgive a couple of ADR flubs and some logic leaps. Plus, these are like understandable mistakes, not like we're being super lazy, like not even paying attention mistakes. Here's some Sentai Rangers because whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hashtag totally. come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> All right. Yeah, th- thanks. So, hashtag thanks, Obama. <laughs> so, next, we are going to talk Toy Fair. I was fortunate enough to be on Chris's Talking Toku live episode yesterday on the 14th. Woo! Uh, woo! <laughs> so, Toku Nation, Chris's site, they had first hand images of all of the Power Rangers Bandai booth reveals. Thanks to Tom, who was actually at the show. Secret team of photographers. And a secret team of photographers. But yeah, check out tokunation.com for all of the pictures that we'll be talking about now. And also listen to the live portion, which I thought was pretty fun. It's different every year, but... Yeah, but thanks for having me on. Uh, Sorry I had to bow out a little early, but Valentine's Day. Thanks for being on. (laughs) (laughs) Here's your money, Chris. <laughs> Give me the money. All right, let's break this down. First is the Legacy Black and Gold MMPR Legacy Megazord. I'll buy it. I'm a sucker for that crap. Yeah, me too. Uh, we got a groan of indifference from AP, so. No, no, no. But if we buy them, they'll make a Black and Gold Dragon Zord and a Black and Gold Titanus. <laughs> what? That's what I'm Oh my gosh. Now. I, I don't want to double dip on Titanus again. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. But I do love the black and gold. I want a black Ugh. and gold dragon sword. Like, I'll buy that. Yeah, that's something we've never had. Or Titanus, but... Yeah. And that's what I was telling you I want. I wanted, like, repaints of stuff. 
Yeah. I wish they'd stop repainting things into things that were already released 20 years ago. Speaking of legacy items, we got confirmation from Bandai, at least what they said at the show, that they are going to continue this into 2017. So they already at least have the next two years planned out. And they're going in series order. So they're not going to jump ahead and give us a legacy Delta Morpher. But who knows, in two years we may get a Xeonizer. I want to know how they're going to make a Gold Ranger Morpher, because, you know, on the show he just waved his hands around. Yeah. (laughs) Do I get, like, glow sticks or something? Like, (laughs) Legacy glow sticks! (laughs) They just strip. What was it, a power staff? Gold power staff? You know, I I got that Japanese one. Uh Uh-huh. That's really, really small. It's super tiny. I saw that picture that you (laughs) had. Well, it doesn't help that I'm a giant on top of that. (laughs) But, well, how would you feel about a legacy Saba-sized Gold Ranger staff? Um, I think it'd have to be a little bit bigger than Saba. Oh, okay. Thinking, like, if they're doing it one-to-one scale, I think it'd have to be a little bit bigger. But, no, I think that would be awesome. I don't know what the mass market appeal would be to it. Right. Because I don't think a lot of little kids are going to remember who the Gold Ranger is. And that's why we're still stuck on Mighty Morphin. Because that's the iconic recognition right there. Mm-hmm. So why leave something that's proving to be profitable? Let's just keep redoing things over and over and over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> but they did name drop potential Legacy Serpentera, Tor, and Pyramidus. Yes, they said that they were pleased with the Titanus sales, which made me laugh because I'm like, really? Because no one bought it till it dropped in price. But, <laughs> but then they said that some of the possible future releases they could do at that price point would be like a Serpentera, a Tor, or a Pyramidus. Because after that, there's really not a big carrier Zord again till Lightspeed Rescue, I think. Yeah. So now everyone's like, oh, let's talk about which one of those three we'd want. Well, we don't even know if we'll get there. And I, I'm sad that two of those are still Mighty Morphin. Like season two. We haven't gotten mm-hmm. to season three yet. There's no mention of uh, Thunder Zords, which I think a lot of people really wanted news on. Wait till San Diego. Yeah. I feel Seriously. like that's, sort of, that's a given anyway. Yeah, the Tire Zord had the shoulder ports for the combination. It's We're going to get it. I think they're just afraid to do it, in all honesty, because it's, again, it's it's like the season two of the original iconic race. Right. So now you're changing Megazords. How many kids are going to remember that? So I think that's what their fear is. I still think they're going to do it. I mean, if they're planning stuff all the way to 2017, they can't just keep giving us... <laughs> <laughs> they can't... Here's the complete gold-plated MMPR Megazord. (laughs) Here's the alternate paint job Megacy movie figures. Here's the unpainted Megazord. (laughs) Megazord. (laughs) Prototype version Megazord. (laughs) Uh, I'd buy that. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Well, keep in mind, you still got the Megazord being reissued again here coming in May. Right. That's uh, Entertainment Earth, right? Big Bad Toy Store, Mm -hmm. Entertainment Earth, and it's also been confirmed to be at Toys R Us stores. Well, there you go. Also on display were the Legacy MMPR original movie figures, which... They look even worse in the package, just looking, like, zooming in on the picture. They they look bad. Kind of want that... Ivan Ooze. Yeah, Ivan Ooze. I do want him. Then we got the Dino Charge Fall Assortment, the Mix and Morph Rangers, which... I don't even care about. That's totally a younger kid thing. Till the Gold Ranger comes out, I don't care. (laughs) 
the Ammonite Zord, which I thought was really cool. I like that they're branching and doing something that Kiruger didn't do in terms of a Zord. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a total buy from me. And what's cool about that thing is it's nothing but like a giant turret, which is playing off the name of Ammonite. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, <laughs> the Panky Zord, which I'm glad we finally got to see. And then new Zord armors based on the Terra Charge Megazord. We did see the Terra Charge Megazord, which I thought looked really good. On the display, they also had it in flight mode. With giant kind of wings. Hands. Yeah, that looked pretty cool. The T-Rex Feature Zord, which... Um, it's Stomp and Chop Grimlock from Transformers Age of Extinction. It's just another T-Rex with a uh, handle on it that will move around and make noise as you do it. Like, that'll be great for kids. Like, guaranteed. I don't know if you saw it, Chris, but No Pink Spandex released a video of the booth, and they demonstrated that toy, and the music it was playing was the MMPR theme. Oh, God. Zach and I were like, oh, God, it's playing MMPR theme again. That's, I can't wait to get my <laughs> Zeo Legacy Morpher and listen to the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger theme song on it. <laughs> The Deluxe Gold Ranger Saber roleplay and basic line. The cycles, yada yada. The biggest thing that I thought was the coolest part of this show was all of the five-inch villain figures that we're getting. Sledge, they had like a hero. Um, they had Ice Age. They have all these different monsters. There's at least, what, six or seven of them? I think so, yeah. I can't wait for these because the last time we've got this many villain figures was all the way back in Mighty Morphin days. Well, I think the one thing I like too, and I don't think anyone's touched on it, but they're kind of sneaking it in because they're doing the five-inch Megazord figures. Yes. That's totally so you can have your own little like Megazord battle with these monsters at the same size scale. Yeah, that's a really good point because they also had the big villain, the Vivixord. That's a really good point. So you can have your rangers and your zords fight them. Yeah. I like the five-inch gold ranger. The paint looked fantastic on that one. Oh, the paint was like yeah. per spot onto the SH figure art. Yeah. yeah I mean, obviously the buckle wasn't painted, but still, like, wow. I'm just glad we're not getting another orange gold ranger, like during Samurai. <laughs> that thing was horrendous. I bought two of them. Give it time, AP. Give it time. <laughs> Don't worry. You don't get an orange gold ranger, you just get an orange sledge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was horrible paint job. I really hope that's the early prototype because yeah. Ranger Board did a Photoshop where they changed it to like the gray armor. Looked ten times better just with that. Yeah, I wanted to buy Sledge until I saw that. And now I'm like, hmm, no. You could even see the villain that nobody takes seriously because it looks so ridiculous. <laughs> I just imagine if they do the nice paint job with the accurate colors, and if they applied the same type of black wash that they did to uh, the Vivix figures, that could be easily one of my favorite villain figures of all time. That would be awesome. Because mm-hmm. I thought the job that they did on Fury was amazing. That He looked really good. And then we get the five-inch armored rangers, at first, before Toy Fair, people thought this was going to be their armed-on mode with the spiky arm. But this is a completely new mold with silver chest pieces, and it gives them another shoulder pad. The chest pieces bulge out into the shape of the dino chargers. Basically, they got Operation Overdrive chest pieces. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Technically. T- technically. 
<laughs> and it's important to know they they are called charged up, charged up Red Ranger, charged up Blue Ranger, stuff like that. Now I had a thought. What if this toy represents something like Samurai's Mega Mode? Like, what if these charged up things, what if that's for the Zord footage in the show? Do you think they are not going to have the Japanese cockpit fights? Maybe not, if they decide to go this route. Okay, so the, I, only, the only thing you have to watch out for on that Japanese footage is they named the Megazord in its Japanese name, like plastered all over the wall behind them in the cockpit. Which, because they changed the name on the Chargers in the show, they could do with CGI, but I'm wondering if it's cheaper to just make new Plex design suits and film new Zord footage like what they did with Samurai. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd love that. As long as they use the charged up armor outside of the Megazord, because... I loved the Mega Mode in Samurai. I thought that was one of the few things that that show did well. My only problem with that was they didn't use that armor outside of the Megazord, which would have been amazing. Oh, yeah, they made the Gold Samurai Ranger look absolutely fantastic. Yeah. His Mega Mode, and then they never did anything with it other than have him stand there. I was really sad. I love the black and gold. I hate, and they keep doing it, blue on gold. I hate it. I hate that color match. Like, bring on black and gold, green and gold, red and gold, whatever, but stop using gold and blue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think these Armored Rangers, that's a really good design, and I think it's too good just to have as a toy. Hopefully, we get these as an actual armor in the show. I think that would be amazing. If they want to sell more, like, if they want them to actually sell, they might have to put it in the show. Wait, wait, wait. Bandai selling toys? I don't... Exactly. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. (laughs) And then the 12-inch hero figures no one gives a crap about. So, overall, what did you guys think of all the stuff that we saw at Toy Fair? I thought it was great. I definitely saw more good things than bad things. Yeah. Uh, my only disappointment was not seeing a graphite or an aqua or a violet. I was like purple or any of those other colors that we're waiting for. Now, do you think they're saving that for next year's line? Since a lot of what we see at Toy Fair is the spring and fall line. I think the way this is going to work is we're going to get the longest hiatus like we always do here after episode 10. <laughs> the longest hiatus. Yes. The longest hiatus where they take like seven months off and bring it all back and finish it in December to restart it again in February. I think we're going to get a lot more of all these other colored rangers at the second half of this mm. 20 episode season one part one or whatever so they could segue that into a winter slash spring assortment release so i could see like hey episode 15 airs in november and then by the end of december you're gonna have all these new rangers out for you to buy i can see that yeah and this is the same pattern that happens every year toy fair gives us a little taste and then there's more reveals at san diego comic-con San Diego will usually reveal to you not a lot. They've stopped in the last, like the first mm. year I was there, yeah, they had this massive display case of all the Super Mega Force stuff. Then last year they were like, yep, here's the Megazord, and here's the 5-inch Rangers and a couple Dino Chargers. That's it, later. Well, this year they don't have an event like Power Morphicon to show the fans, because we saw a lot of that stuff at PMC. True. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to see... I'm going to say we're going to get to see the Legacy Thunder Megazord at San Diego. Mm. I think that's what they'll save it for because Toy Fair is supposed to be a media-only kind of thing. Right. San Diego's a a fan-based, you know, 120,000 nerds basically walking through the convention. (laughs) It doesn't sound like a lot, but trust me, it's a lot. We'll see it all at San Diego. Just be patient. If it's not at San Diego, start rioting. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
they release another Tommy Morpho. <laughs> it's going to be gold-plated Saba. That's what's going to be. <laughs> that's probably what it will be. I know. That's already $100 by itself. They'd be asking, what, 200 250 for that? And people will eat it up. A part of me wants to say like you can buy the dragon dagger for four hundred, three hundred maybe. The gold plated one? Yeah, I'm checking it right now. I just remember people were paying five hundred dollars for the gold plated Tommy Morpher before they released oh, it. I should have sold it. Because I got one that first year. Yeah. I should have sold it. What was I thinking? I'm a horrible fan. <laughs> no, being a fan means keeping it and treasuring it forever. <laughs> well, listen, if they do a gold-plated Saba, at least hopefully they can make it look like it's not a piece of crap. The gold, Wait, the gold dragon dagger was kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was horrible. I'm, All right. so, I'm hoping for the paint-your-own Tommy Morpher. I'm kind of exclusive. You better like patent that quickly. Yeah, mix and morph, paint your own. I'm all for it. Like paint your own Mazor. <laughs> yeah, here's the <laughs> legacy MMPR prototype version. Paint your own. <laughs> all right. So moving on to our newest segment, questions from Ranger Nation. You can ask us a question at ask.fm slash rangercommandph. First, our first one from Uchi. <laughs> he said, I re- he actually left a comment on our website, which you can still do through our Contact Us tab. But he said, I realize i never done this, so I'll do it now. Did you all hear about the six new ninja? It's going to be a cowboy with an ATV bison sword and a guitar sword and a cheeseburger morpher. He said, this is made for me. Also, the show is great. The hosts are awesome. The crossovers are great. Everything is great. Final comment of the show, yeehaw, like he always does. His favorite Power Ranger series, oh, I don't know, Jungle Theory. But if Graphite is a cowboy, then Dino Charge. Did you guys want to talk about the sixth Ninja? <laughs> I love it, personally. I think, like, because the show, I, we haven't seen the show, obviously, it hasn't aired, right. but from the previews, it looks like, you know, it's actually a, a semi, I don't want to say serious, because that's not the right word, but not as far out there as Tokusher was. Mm-hmm. You know, the power of imagination! Because um, <laughs> that was the problem, is that the toy line in Tokusher was a serious toy line. Like, it's trains, and then the show was yeah. like, do 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 So I'm hoping that Ninninger the show is a little more normal and then if the toyland wants to make fun of super sentai itself by having a cheeseburger morpher i'm all for that i've already i already have all my my first wave of stuff on the way from obviously japan right now i even got the the buckle i can't wear a buckle but it came with the pink shuriken disc and then it turns out that i got all five in my shuriken engine as a first release bonus so who wants it why don't you brag more Not bragging. Bragging would be like, did you get one, Eric? Oh, well, don't feel bad. I mean, it takes a, <laughs> takes a lot of patience, and you have to be really knowledgeable in where to order and how to order. And well, I know how to order all that stuff. <laughs> I, I said if, if I was bragging, that's how I would talk. Oh. <laughs> I don't actually think that. Jeez. <laughs> um, but yeah, Six Ninninger, I think it's hilarious. I love the cowboy elements. It would be really funny if they totally make fun of American cowboys. They're already kind of doing it with the cheeseburger yeah. morpher. I'm not even like into Sentai really, and I still 
I, I love the way he looks. He's got a Zio red helmet on and crap. Cowboy hat shape on top. Yeah, it's hilarious. Star Ninja. Star Ninja. I do like that his shuriken is a sheriff star. Nice touch. And it's also the cheese on the cheeseburger. <laughs> and his armor has tassels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that was the other thing. Someone combined that with the Wild West Rangers, and then you get... <laughs> You get Star Ninja. Fold. Give me two. <laughs> All right. Then we had an anonymous question on Ask FM. What Power Rangers toy would you like to see made that has never been done before? It can be an ally, a special mode, a villain, or one of the very few Rangers and Ranger support without a figure like Ninja. Well, Ninja had a figure. Uh, Cat Ranger, Nova Ranger, White Mystic Ranger, and Solaris Knight. Pizza Throwing Fran? Hi, George. <laughs> I'm like pretty sure this is him. Maybe he just didn't sign in. Yeah. But yeah, hi, George. Thoughts on that? I think Solaris Knight needs a figure, because I think he's the only sixth ranger to never have a figure. Mm-hmm. I actually bought, back in the day when Maji Ranger was coming out, I'm glad I did it. It was the Scarpet and the six-inch figure. Okay, no, I really have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Maji Ranger, they released a basic figure, like what Ninja is doing. So they did that with Maji Shine, they actually gave him a figure, and I've got that, and it fits perfectly with my Mystic Force figures. But they just never released it here. That's a good one. I don't know. What what could they make? Cat Captain, um, I want a Captain Mitchell figure. Yes. <laughs> with with hand saluting action. Yes. You can flick the little you can flick the little switch ones back like there's a like those dumb ranger figures where you hit the f- switch on their back and they swing their weapons around. Yeah. It's like that. But he salutes. I want a can't absorb the gold ranger powers Billy toy. Or <laughs> <laughs> like every time he holds the the gold power staff in his hand, like it causes his body to fall over. I want to. I want to. Can't handle the Titanium Ranger powers, Carter. <laughs> and it's kind of transparent, so you see a skeleton. And <laughs> like every time you push a button, the morpher flies off his hand or something. <laughs> it just launches from his hand. Uh, pew. <laughs> I would like to see a Cat Ranger and Nova Ranger figure. I thought those, I think those would be cool. But they were one time in SPD, so that'll never happen. Wah, wah, wah. All right, well, moving on. Our Ranger Nation Answers segment, we asked, what would be your dream toy announcement from Bandai America at Toy Fair 2015? And now we can see how wrong people are. (laughs) (laughs) From our website, Tyler at Tucson PR Zealot said, if they went beyond MMPR in the Legacy line, I personally would like a Legacy Super Train, Chrono Morpher, Chrono Saber, Quantum Morpher, Quantum Defender, and Quantasaurus Rex. Someone really likes Time Force. Except for the random Legacy Super Train. Yeah, except that. (laughs) I like trains and Time Force. Even if we did get those in the Legacy line, that wouldn't be till what, 20, 25 at that point? Eric, you and I would be like 58 years old at that point. 2057, maybe. Yeah. On Twitter, at Lusandro said, Legacy Thunder Megazord. 
Wah, wah. Nope. <laughs> Bryce at Buffendo said SH Figuarts MMPR Tenga Foot Soldier. What? Nope. Well, uh, Bluefin didn't do anything, or they didn't show anything Ranger-related this year, did they, Chris? Correct, sir. No Power Ranger. They didn't even show up the Figure Art Zero Red Ranger or Green Ranger statue, as far as I know. Yeah, I don't think that Red Ranger is going to happen. Do you? Is uh, that just a prototype? Well, I thought pre-orders were up for it. Yeah. Let's double-check. I was laying down. Now I have to sit up. Um, <laughs> go to the official sponsor of TokenNation.com. Oh, interesting. I don't pull anything up. Dun, dun, da, da. Was that the price is right? (laughs) 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 Yeah, they didn't show that off, so maybe that's not happening anymore. Maybe the sales of the Green Ranger Mm. figure at zero weren't up to par. No, they didn't show anything, and people just need to remember that Bluefin Tamashii Nations is not part of Tamashii Nations. They are simply a distributor. Yes. have to obtain licenses from Toei and from Bandai of Japan and Bandai of America, just like any other distributor would. And for anything Power Rangers, they have to go through Saban brands on top of Bandai of America, on top of everything else. So mm-hmm. if they don't have anything, it's probably because either the license isn't being granted to do it or because someone up in Bandai or Saban doesn't want them to do it. So a lot of people have given hate to Bluefin. Don't give your hate to Bluefin. That's not fair. Give your hate to give your hate to Bandai. <laughs> Blame Bandai. Moving on, Christopher Evans at Chris Evans seventeen said, "We will henceforth use the original Japan molds. No more tiny toys." Hashtag I feel like a giant, and we will actually paint them this time too. <laughs> so throwing quite a bit of shade at Bandai America. Scott Sandler at DigiRanger1994 said, Dino Charge Ranger Keys. No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they did it randomly in Japan because Kyurger was a very... It did very well in sales, didn't it? Kyurger was the top-selling Sentai since uh, Gow Ranger, which is Wild Force. Well, there you go. That's why they made Keys, and that's why I'm glad Bandai Premium stopped with that because... (laughs) I do not want to buy another Ranger Key set, especially if they do, like, the Tokyo Change Ranger Key line and get, like, 30 different keys. Solomon D. and Solomon underscore D. said, letting fans vote for the next Legacy Morpher. I really want a Legacy Xeonizer, Lightspeed Morpher, and Chrono Morpher. George Hanson Jr. at Solarian Ranger the figures of the additional rangers, aqua, etc., for this year to have armed on weapons and the rest of the main villains. Well, you got your partial wish right. He's the first uh, one to get something right. Yes. But we did not see a Poissandra figure. Nope. Yeah. Sean Carpenter at Snarky Sean said legacy style roleplay weapons for Dino Charge. Ken Glenn at the Ken Glenn said that Legacy Power Sword, Thunder Swords, or a Legacy Gold Power Staff would be Woo! nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Moser at Dr. Sci-Fi, a good friend of the show, said a figure carrier that was designed like the cell block seen in Power Rangers Dino Charge. I think that would be cool. Yeah, like a playset. Yeah. That would be pretty cool to go with all the villain figures we're getting in Sledge. That would be awesome. Yeah. Mr. Mike at M. Lundstead said, I would have to say a legacy ninja slash shogun Megazord set with Falcon Zord 
that connects with Titanus. John Fu Hao at Fu no Kami Oka said, I would love to see a Brachio toy come out that was bigger than the others. Make it that much more awesome. I don't know what he's referring to. Brachio like would Dino- be th- Dino Thunder. Yeah, done. Oh, okay. Carlito at GabRev28 said, Legacy Titanium Warfare and gun slash axe weapon, because this needs to happen. Agreed. Yes. Monkey Grid at Monkey Ranger said, Legacy Delta Morpher or another Bandai America exclusive Zord. Kyle at Deadpool underscore Ranger said, Legacy Lightspeed Rescue Anything or Dino Charge Figure Arts or a Power Ranger Deadpool figure. Hey, you said Dream Toy. <laughs> Paladin4221 at Paladin4221 said uh, Legacy Thunder Zords. John at Tyranno John said either a Legacy Ninja that talks or Legacy Quasar <laughs> Sabers. I would love a ninja. He's like, oh, it's ninja. <laughs> if Zach needs a job, there you go. Exactly. Uchi, a.k.a. Star Ninja, uh, an anime redneck 96, said Legacy Jungle Pride Megazord with wolf power. <laughs> and I think I tweeted at him. I'm like, I get it. You like Jungle Fury. <laughs> Leland Davidson at Leland underscore Davidson said anything Zeo and even Turbo. Uh, Mr. Yellow at Mistur Yellow said a Reed and Zed palace set with the whole crew. Rita Zed squat baboo. Hey, that rhymed. Uh, Goldar, Scorpina, and Rito. Uh, Hassan Ahmed at Hassan Ahmed 120 said five inch figures for every ranger. That's crazy and it'll never happen, but I want full teams. Uh, those of us who collect figure arts agree with you. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Moses Bellman at Moses Bellman said, my dream toy announcement would be a legacy Gold Ranger staff and Pyramidus. Hashtag Ranger Nation. I concur 100% mm-hmm. and an SH figure art Gold Ranger. Yeah. So, <laughs> Nick Roof at Negato 004 said, Spinosaurus Zord as well as Aqua and Talon Ranger figures slash batteries. This is aside from that. I don't know if you guys saw the Jurassic World Hasbro toy pictures, but they literally have all of these dinosaurs as toys that are coming out. All the dinosaurs that Dino Charge has. So I think that would make a great display with your Dino Charge stuff. I'm getting them. Facebook, Steven Martinez said, either a Legacy MMPR Red Power Sword but more a legacy gold Zeo staff. Also the last set of Bandai of America Ranger keys that we are still missing. Yeah, no word on Toy Fair about the Ranger keys. Yeah, the uh, the last three sets that were mentioned, like Samurai, Wild Force, mm-hmm. and Operation Overdrive was one. Yeah, there's quite a few in that last set. I think six or seven that they had on top of that first wave. All right, well, that wraps up our show. Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. Have questions? Email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. And again, thank you, Chris, for joining us today and filling in for Zach, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, that, that wasn't intentional, but thanks for having me on. Hopefully I didn't ruin your days too much. No, you didn't. In fact, you made it better. Yeah, I got that shirt. (laughs) I bought it. (laughs) Oh, jeez. All right. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. 
you can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. Ranger Command Power Hour is now on Patreon. Become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash rangercommandph. Hey, 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 it's the Ranger Command Power Hour. One night in January 2014, Truckee B47 had the idea to create a Power Rangers podcast. He asked two of his closest friends in Ranger Nation, Secret Ranger Fan, and the Cinema Slob to Ranger up with him and join the show. Since then, Ranger Command Power Hour has been entertaining thousands of listeners and Power Rangers fans on the Four Eyed Radio Network. From the first episode, Ranger Command Power Hour has consistently been the top listened to podcast on the network. Never straying from a guaranteed episode every other Saturday, the trio have crossed over with other podcasts, interviewed actors and fans alike, discussed the latest news in the Power Rangers fandom, and shared many laughs along the way. In the first year, 30 episodes were produced, totaling 33 hours and 34 minutes. Our main focus is Ranger Nation, the fans of the show. In August 2014, host Trekkie B47 was inducted into Saban Brands' Power Force and became even more determined to give back to the fandom. With our Ranger Nation Spotlight episodes, we highlight in an interview an outstanding member of Ranger Nation. Every episode, we give fans the chance to have their thoughts read on the show or by submitting an MP3 in our Ranger Nation Answers segment. Recently, we opened up an Ask.fm account where we answer questions from Ranger Nation. In our second year and beyond, we want to give back even more. More prize giveaways, more convention coverage, better equipment, and to continue an entertaining listening experience. How do we do that? With your support. By contributing a monthly amount, we release between two to three episodes a month. We can make the podcast even better than it is now and continue our goal of giving back to Ranger Nation. With Patreon, you can pledge as much or as little as you like every month. It's like an ongoing Kickstarter where you pay per month of content and you are in control of how much you spend and what budget you set. And that's it. Even if you don't pledge, you can still listen to all of our episodes for free at rangercommand.com and the Four Eyed Radio Network. By pledging, you are helping us make Ranger Command Power Hour even better. For those that donate, you will gain access to rewards like our Patreon stream, your name on a thank you page on our site, wallpapers based on each episode, raffles, access to our live recordings, and more. Thank you for listening. This has been another great presentation by the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can find more information at foureyedradio.com.